What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. We are going to dive into breaking free from lethal thought patterns and step into your God-given purpose. Welcome back to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. So happy to have you here on this beautiful day. We are going to get real and honest. As always, we're going to have an honest conversation about how to live a full and abundant life free of those lethal thoughts that are trying to creep into your mind. So let's dig deep. Um, I really believe that God gave me a clear vision on what those steps are. So we're going to talk about the first step of that. But before we talk about the first step, I want to share what all the steps are, and we'll dive into all of them individually in the future podcast. So first is repent. Second is to surrender and live a life full of faith, obedience, and praise and prayer. These items equal a life of abundance of joy, prosperity, relationships, peace of mind, and what God is trying to give you in your purpose. So I'll repeat it again. Repentance, full surrender of faith, obedience, and praise and prayer for you to experience freedom of the mind, unveil your destiny, unveil your purpose, your God-given purpose, and experience an abundant life of joy, peace, prosperity, and relationships. So let's dive in. Today we are going to dive into repentance. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to give you some details, some juicy details of what repentance is. And don't click away yet. I know it might feel overwhelming to talk about repentance. I don't know your background with your relationship to God, but stick around. We're just going to have an honest conversation of what it looks like to have an honest conversation with God. And that's what I want to talk about is that repentance is basically like having an honest conversation with God. It doesn't need to be this big, scary thing. When you are willing to reveal the stuff that you are maybe suppressing or avoiding. Maybe sometimes you don't even realize that you're still carrying it around from the past is you are able to heal. So reveal equals heal. When we live in hiding, we just experience a lot of shame, doubt, heaviness, worry, the list goes on. And then when those emotions come up, we start, like we talked about last week, is we start to choose actions in alignment with those thoughts to suppress and avoid. So some of those actions are actions that are toxic. Some of them might on even on the outside seem good. And the actions I'm talking about that a lot of people choose to dive into that seem good, work, excessive work, excessive working out, excessive socializing, things that maybe are deemed as quote unquote bad, things that are looked at as things that are shameful so then you definitely aren't going to talk about them masturbation porn excessive drinking drugs even social media and watching excessive amounts of tv you're, you're just numbing yourself we all have something that we use as a vice so let's talk about repentance first see what area of our lives we're called to repent, why repentance is so important, what repentance looks like, how to do it. Some people don't even know how to do it. That's okay. How to do it, how often to do it, 
and how repentance helps you get out of these cycles of action and cycles of thoughts so you can really unveil an abundant life, a purpose-driven life. That's what God calls you for. He wants you to live in accordance to his will. What does it mean to live in accordance with his will? Fully surrendering your life being intentional and diligent with your actions. And when you do this and you give your life over to Christ, you experience a peace of mind that is beyond what you could have ever tried to curate for yourself. The world loves to tell us that we have the power to do everything on our own. Unfortunately, that's a lie, and that just feeds into this idea that we can be our own gods. We can't be our own gods. There, there's a creator who loves you and has a really specific plan for you. But for you to experience that love and that plan, we've got to dig some of this gunk out. We've got to clean the vessel. If you want to be a vessel that's going to be used by God, you got to clean the vessel. Imagine trying to, you bought a house and there's a bunch of stuff in the house. The people who lived there before left it. And there's issues with the internal hull of the plumbing and the wiring of the electricity. And you just move in. And there's water damage. Now you're breathing in air that is full of mold. There's potential for a house fire at any moment. It's cold because you have no heater. There's bugs infested because they didn't care for the home. You didn't clean out any of their stuff, and then you put your stuff on top of it. So there's dust. There's nowhere to walk. Imagine living in that type of way and just trying to operate on top of that. You would get sick. So repentance is a beautiful way of building deeper relationship with God to release these these things that are cancerous inside of us creating sickness and illness inside of our brains. I'm excited for you to experience repentance if you've never experienced it. And also for those who have, dive deeper into what does a relationship with repentance look like. Okay, so what is repentance? Repentance is to have sincere and regret remorse. That's heavy. To have regret? And why is to have regret so important in our relationship with God? When we step into a relationship with God, we're saying, this is my whole life is yours. Everything of mine is yours now, God. And we're showing him that, hey, you, you're taking the driver's seat and I'm going to follow your lead. I trust you. Part of that is asking for forgiveness from our life before a relationship and full surrendered to Christ. But to have forgiveness, think about it, to have forgiveness with like a friend or family member, if they just say, do you forgive me? Like they do something that was really hurtful. They speak to you in an ill way or they let you down in some way. And they're just like, do you forgive me? There's like no emotion behind it. There's no regret. There's no actual care. And it's almost just like it's no longer value, valued and valuable, this relationship. 
when you have regret and remorse, you're saying, I value this. I value you, God. I value everything that your son who was brought down here on this earth, bared on the cross. I value what he did for me. Regret also teaches us how to grieve and really release those things that were of our past. So regret and remorse to then be able to ask for forgiveness. Think about a time that maybe someone said they're sorry and then they just kept doing it over and over and over again. They showed up late, maybe, to a meeting, a very important meeting, and they kept showing up late to meetings. At first, it's no big deal. And then after the fifth time, you start to wonder, does this person really care? Is this person taking this seriously? What was even the point in having these meetings if you're just going to show up late and then the time's getting later and later and later? Same thing goes for our relationship with God is what's the point in having said, God, I give you my whole life, entering into a relationship with him, going to church, praying, reading your Bible. If you don't actually mean it deep down, if you don't actually surrender it all, instead you're still like holding your fist like, I don't want to give it to you, God. In my opinion, what that is, is you just saying, I'm cool with religion, but I'm not really cool with relationship. I'm cool with looking like I love God, looking like I care about what he's doing in my life. I cool, actually, I'm actually really cool with looking good. Like I'm cool with just being the good girl or the good guy and making people think that I love God because I don't want to be rejected by them. I want to be accepted by them. But I'm not really cool with having to go to God and tell him what's on my heart and what I'm struggling with and being in relationship with him and having conversations with him. And then that means I have to like listen to him. I have to change my behavior. So when we have regret and remorse, what happens is emotions start to come up. God starts to speak to us, convict our hearts. He gets to love us like a father and teach us. That's relationship and he can guide us. I think of like a story of when you're like holding your your parents' hand or your sibling's hand and they're guiding you. You're trusting them fully. They're older than you. You're walking across the street. You're trusting them fully that they're going to hold on to your hand and keep you safe. That's what God wants to do. When you repent, you're, you're grabbing onto God's hand and saying, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry that that's what I chose. Please forgive me. Cleanse me. Teach me how to live in your will. Teach me how to live an obedient life. That's exposing. That's really exposing. I I personally think about how like when you enter into a relationship with someone, a friend, romantically or platonically, and then all of a sudden you're getting to know this person and they're like asking you questions and you're starting to share and you're like, whoa, 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 who invited you over here to to ask me these questions? I don't know if I want to share all of this. What happens then is you rob yourself of deep connection. You rob yourself 
of the blessings that God's trying to give you. So my question for you on repentance specifically is start to ask yourself, what is the thing that brings up a lot of shame for me? What is maybe something I did in my past or even in my present? It could have been five minutes ago before you started watching this video. What is something I did or something I thought or something I said that was a sin? If you don't know what a sin is, I'm going to drop some scripture here and you can read the scripture on what the commandments are. We can handle, we can talk about that more in a full video. It's important to know what the commandments are so you know what you're also repenting on. Repentance is not to like have God shame you. It's it's not like to ha have you like tattling on yourself and feeling really bad. It's actually to free you. He's like, give it to me. Let me cleanse you. Stop carrying these burdens. I think back to a time when I was in a Bible study. Gosh, it had to have been like 2017, 2018. I had first it started going to this women's Bible study. It was an all women's Bible study. And these ladies are all sharing like super honest. And I'm sitting there like thinking, wow. So little much, but also sitting there with a lot of encouragement and excitement and passion for, I want that. Like, I want to be able to sit here and share those things too, without judgment of self. And that's what repentance does is it releases us of those judgments. When we're also judging ourselves, you end up starting to have that same perspective for other people. You start judging other people. So when you're cleansing your mind and your actions and your words with God, you're able to also cleanse your mind, action, and words towards other people. So God's not just transforming you to be transformed and have a really abundant, amazing life. He's, he wants to transform you so you, you can be transformed in how you treat other people. So to go back to that Bible study example is these women were talking about their past and their relationships and all this stuff and Things were just flashing through my mind of like, oh my gosh, I, I lost my virginity when I was 14 and there's all these things that I did between 14 and now and I just want them off my chest. I'm sick of carrying this and I'm, I'm sick of choosing those actions. When we repent, we call out the lie. Not only are we calling out what we want to be forgiven of and cleansed of and giving it over to God, but we can call out the lie. So the example of me having sex when I was 14 and then sleeping with people that I was dating or not dating for many years, the lie was I thought I had to sleep with people to gain value. I had to sleep with people to be loved. I had to sleep with people to build connection. That if I didn't sleep with them, they wouldn't like me. That's a lie. You know, culture feeds us that lie, though, too. I didn't know that was a lie that was living in my mind until I started speaking out loud. This is what happened. God, please forgive me. Please cleanse me. Heal my heart. And in that healing process, what he did is he taught me, hey, 
daughter, Emma, you chose this because you didn't believe you were loved. You didn't believe that you were valued as is. He's like, I want to remind you that you are valued and loved. And the only way to accept love here on this earth from your friends, family, and your future spouse is to accept love from God first. So let's summarize repentance in a nutshell for a second. Is Repentance is to have regret and remorse. It is, it is the way to create relationship with God and with yourself. It is release of the past and your fears and the lies. And it's exposing. It's exposing of those lies. You could also say it's freedom. It's, it's true freedom. It's forgiveness. I think a lot of times in culture, repentance is looked at as like this thing you do in religion. But I really do believe that repentance is what equals relationship. We can all think of a time when someone came to us and shared something really dark and heavy or vulnerable. And they were scared. Oh my gosh, what is this person going to think of me? They're going to change their opinion of me because of what I'm telling them. What actually happened, you're probably thinking of that example right now in your mind, is what actually happened is, holy cow, I feel so connected to this person. I'm so proud of this person for doing that. I'm so glad that they felt safe enough to share that with me. And then internally, you start thinking how I feel safe enough to share with this person. I feel called to be more vulnerable with this person. And you start asking yourself, what are the things I want to share with this person? So they can feel more connected to me, that they can understand me more. God is calling you into relationship. He is not calling you into religion. He wants your whole heart and part of your heart is your past. Part of your heart are the things that you're scared of. Part of your heart are the things that are deep down in there that are lies that you're believing that are causing you to create, pick actions that are not of God. How do we repent? How often do we do it? Let's have a little workshop on repentance for a second because this is this is, you know, it's it's easy to say, okay, you read your Bible. Okay, got it. You read your Bible. You go to church. Got it. Go to church. Even prayer, to an extent, is, is pretty explanatory. I will say I think repentance and prayer are similar in the sense of, like, you're having this conversation with God, and it can feel a little awkward. But, again, going back to the examples of building relationship is it, it is a little awkward at first. It is a little awkward to have deep conversation. It is a little awkward to be in consistent conversation with someone. How to repent. Don't overthink it. We're talking about honest conversation. So look at it as that. It's an honest conversation with God. I like to do it daily. In my prayer time, sometimes I write it down. If you're someone who's you know, maybe you're first getting into prayer. Start with journaling your prayers. 
Start with writing, this is what I'm repenting. Please forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. And then you write out what it is. You can run for you can reference scripture for the commandments. And then if you're like, I have no clue what to repent for, great. Ask God to show you. Ask God, God, what is it that you want to show me that I need to be cleansed of? What is it that I need to bring to your throne, Lord? God, reveal to me where it is I need to repent so I can be released of this and in deep relationship with you, God. Ask him. He will speak to you. He'll speak to you through the word. He'll speak to you through other people. He'll speak to you through the Holy Spirit. So first start with doing this daily. It doesn't have to be long. Just come to God. I'm going to go back to the example of a relationship. Imagine never, ever, ever saying anything vulnerable, never saying anything out of like confession to people. I'll give an example of like, let's say you are, you're, you're married to someone and they, they tick you off. You get mad at them. And instead of saying like, that really hurt my feelings. And I actually got really upset by that. And you told them exactly what it was that hurt your feelings. Instead, you just never said anything to them. And then it happened again and again and again and again. What happens is you build all this resentment and you're just like trying to suppress it down. It's like that house that like there's no more space in. It's going to blow up eventually. Or it's just going to fully disconnect. Is God doesn't want you carrying these burdens. But by you trying to do it alone. Is you're just creating like more and more resentment towards God even to an extent. So let's clean out house is God, what is it that you're trying to reveal to me so I can have a deep relationship with you? Just like in prayer, it's a conversation. Doesn't have to be awkward or weird. It's only awkward and weird if you make it awkward and weird. So just enjoy getting to know God. Enjoy getting to know you through God's eyes. How to repent. Do it every day. And when we do it every day, we release all of that, that gunk in the house. All that stuff starts to come out. Things start to get closer and closer. You get deeper and deeper with God. Things start to become more clear. When we don't repent, what happens is that house just gets filled, 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 and you no longer can see through the windows. What I mean by that is when we don't repent, we can't hear from God. When you're, if you're, you're feeling like, gosh, I can't hear from God. I have no clue what my purpose is. All these people are telling me they know what their purpose is and God gave them a word and they're feeling joyful and they feel filled with peace and they feel clear in their mind and they're not living an anxious life and they don't feel depressed. Even one of my friends said they got healed physically and my back is hurting. 
the reason you're experiencing that is because you're carrying gunk that isn't yours to carry anymore. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Release it. Let it go. You did it. It happened. It's okay. Time to move on. But you can't hear from God if, if, if the house is just filled with crap. <laughs> this really disgusting visual just came to mind, literally on hearing. It's like if you never clean your ears out. Like, no joke, you're not going to be hear- able to hear anything. You're going to have so much wax lodged in your ears because you never cleaned your ears. This is hilarious because I'm obsessed with cleaning my ears pretty gross and you shouldn't clean your ears the way I clean my ears like it's it's excessive for sure the doctors don't like it so sorry doctors who are listening to this I lodge the wax deep down in there but let me tell you those ears are clean spiritually and <laughs> literally so let's spiritually clean our ears with repentance so that you can hear from God so you can un- he can unveil that destiny to you So you can accept all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I want to read a scripture to you guys. Acts 2, 32, or sorry, 38 through 40. This is the Passion Version, TPT. Acts 2, 38 through 40. Peter replied, repent and return to God. And each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one to have your sins removed, then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. For God's promise of this Holy Spirit is for you and your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Peter preached to them and warned them with these words, be rescued from the wayward and the perverse culture of this world. So the first part, he's talking about repent and return to God. Each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. So for our sins to be removed, we must repent. And that's not just to repent to check off the box because it's a Wednesday and I repented today. It's to fully give God everything. It's to fully ask him for forgiveness. Return to God. Come to him. Be in relationship with him. And then to be baptized in that. We get to be cleansed every single day. by Jesus. How amazing is that? You're going to sin every day. I'm I'm not speaking that over your life. You're just human. Your sins are going to change. It might be a thought life. It might be, you know, a judgment or something like that. Your words. A lack of faith is, is, is sinning. To, to not be fully having faith in what God's doing. So he's saying, come to God, let him cleanse you so he, he can remove your sins, but you must repent. You must return to God first to be able to have those sins removed. And then that last piece on Peter preached to them and warned them with these words, be rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of this world. So it's one thing to repent, and ask for forgiveness, but then you must turn away from your sins. If if you are just 
like continuing on with the choices in the past, you're going to keep having that stuff come up. That's not breaking the cycle. So you want to repent. You want to release, ask for forgiveness, cleanse of your sins and turn away, choose something else, choose something that is of holiness. So I'll use an example of like working out. Let's say it's January 1. God love those who have New Year's resolutions. I mean, more power to you if you're if you're still going and it's February. I don't know what it is with those New Year's resolutions, but I feel like people just don't keep them. Like, just don't call them that anymore. Anyways, example is to set the example of like, you're going to go work out. You're going to work out every single day for the next 365 days, right? And then on the 366th day, you're like, you know, kind of over the whole like being healthy life. I think I'm just going to eat McDonald's and like not work out anymore. All of that work that you just did for 365 days, diligent work that you did literally means nothing now because you just decided to flush it down the drain. So that's how repentance is. You, you decided, oh, I'm going into a relationship with God. I'm giving it all to him. I'm repenting of my sins. Jesus, forgive me. And then the next day you're like, I'm going to go sleep with that guy now. Jesus loves me. Jesus does love you. But he's in, that's not the life he called you to. That's called living a double life. Been there, done that. And what happens in a double life is your stressful mind is chaotic. You're anxious. You might even experience experience depression you're not living authentically because you're always feeling you have to cover up so i'm going to read the scripture one more time this is acts 2 38 through 40 repent and return of god and each one of you must be baptized in the name of jesus the anointed one to have your sins removed then you may take hold of the gift of the holy spirit Wow. Okay. So when your sins are removed after you've repented, you can have the experience of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what the Holy Spirit is, we'll get into that another time. But the Holy Spirit is filled with so many gifts. For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Peter preached to them and warned them these words, be rescued. Rescued. God wants to rescue you. To repent is to be rescued. Isn't that powerful to think like, I don't have to do this on my own. I can go to God, express these things that happened, be forgiven, and he's going to rescue me? I mean, come on. Rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of the world. I know that culture might seem shiny. We've all fallen into the traps. I'm not, like, protected from this happening. Culture seems shiny. To make millions of dollars sounds amazing. To drive certain cars sounds amazing. To wear certain clothes sounds amazing. To have the freedom to do whatever you want sounds amazing. I'm not saying that you can't make a certain amount of money or drive a certain car or have a certain type of job or even wear a certain type of clothing or go on that vacation. 
But if that's all you were working towards, then you're idolizing things. And your fulfillment will be really, really minimal. It will always be based off a thing or a stature. Rather, if, if life, because it is a roller coaster, things happen, there's highs and lows, regardless if you're on the peak or you're in the valley, but you're with God, you have the Holy Spirit with you, you'll always experience the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, compassion, gentleness, goodness, peace, patience, self-control. Who doesn't want that? So powerful. So I encourage you to take a look at your life. Take a look at where you're at. Take a look at where you want to go. And say... Am I currently in a relationship with God or am I just here checking the boxes and, and doing the whole religion thing? Am I just wanting to look good on the outside or am I really wanting to feel good on the inside? What's the honest conversation that you need to have with yourself, with God, with your community? To experience abundant life with Jesus. To experience your God-given purpose. And I challenge you, put it on your calendar. Put a sticky on your mirror. Daily repentance before you pray. Have an accountability buddy. I think it's so powerful to have someone you can also like confess your sins to, get prayer with in the moment, encouragement, get in the word with another person. And a little tip is find someone that you feel you can trust, one. I do think it's, it's valuable also to find someone who has walked the walk. Maybe they're a few steps ahead of you in life and in their relationship with God. And I, I would also suggest don't have your accountability buddy, your spiritual accountability buddy, be like your, your new like boyfriend or girlfriend. And have it be someone who you have a deep relationship with, maybe it's even a mentor, and someone that you feel really safe to be able to confine in. Because God did not call you to do life alone. And when we repent, we kill shame. Because what happens is when we stay silent, the enemy loves when we stay silent, by the way, because then it's like fungus in a wet cave. It just grows all over the place. Shame, shame, shame. But when we say something, shame dies. Literally. So let's pray, and then I want to leave you with a reflection question. Lord, thank you for this time together. I just ask that you bless each and every single individual that was listening today, that was watching, that came here hungry and thirsty to know you more, God. 
came here hungry and thirsty to know more about who they are in your image, Lord. So just reveal to all of us what is an area that we just need to hand over to you, God. Speak to us. Show us where we are sinning. Show us where we are not living in accordance to your will. And not to shame us, but to heal us and release us and love us, Lord. Thank you for loving us, even when we sin. Thank you for sending your son down to be parent on the cross for our sins, Lord. Convict our hearts to just understand the importance of repentance and understand the importance of having deep relationship with you, God, and to not shy away from those relationships. I just pray for any individual who's listening right now that doesn't have a amazing relationship with their earthly father, that their relationship with their heavenly father closes that gap right now in their heart, Jesus. And any man or woman who maybe is listening that has just really hurt, been hurt in the past around romantic relationships, that their hearts are being healed right now, Lord. And that because of going into a deeper relationship with you, each and every one of us, our hearts are being mended. Those gaps are being closed, God. I just pray blessings of love and joy and peace, self-control, and goodness over each and every single person listening today. You are so good, Father. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I love you guys. I'm so glad you tuned in. I am grateful that you are here. I want to leave you with a reflection question. I asked it a little bit ago, but I'm going to ask it again because reflection questions are powerful. They allow you to take a look, take, take inventory, if you would say, of your life. So what is an area, what is an honest conversation that you are avoiding that God wants you to have with him so you can step into receiving the fullness of life that he has for you. So what is the honest conversation that God is asking you to come to the throne room with him and talk to him about? Take it to him. I'm excited to hear how that goes. I'm excited to hear the transformations that come from that. I'm excited to hear about the freedom that happens because of that. If this podcast was supportive for you, if you think this would be supportive for someone else, someone that is a friend, a family, a coworker, a spouse, I encourage you to like, share, subscribe. We love you. Have a beautiful day. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. Like, share, subscribe for more. See you next time. Peace.